Being a cat can be damn tedious. People dangling bells and bits of string in your face all the time. Just be a dog. Run around, catch frisbees, pee on a fire hydrant. Life's more rewarding, and you get access to lots of treats. Catch Salty Talk Mondays and Wednesdays, and every Friday for Salty's weekend warm-up. 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Add a little salt to your life. And be more dog. Like trying to explain Saddam Hussein wasn't the same Arab who was driving the planes It's a derailed train We gotta try to stop it Just follow the money and lead straight to somebody's pocket The bell tolls for those getting rich That's what they stole Using our own tax money to promote their own goals The story makes no sense It's got too many holes Now I'm revealing the truth Like a government mole Nah, I ain't a follower That just ain't my role Time to unite my 93 Come on boys, let's roll Time to get up Turn off the TV
But now I got a clear picture I just want to share it with you Hurry if you care to listen See, I'm a boy time And boy talent Like these rhymes What no thought of mine And it was just all divine Thinking God got a plan for me World trying to hold me down Like I wouldn't stand for it So I get up with the morning paper Hustles on the corner scraping Trying to bring home the bacon I'm just trying to make it home Wherever that is I'm praying all walk along But the fact is When I lost so many The rest is going through it with me No penny to lend me But I appreciate the love they give me I won't forget where I came from Alabama country shit Even when the fame comes Wonder when the change comes You can keep the silver dollars On the ground here Till I build a following A little weed, it's my life. I get by. Please let me breathe while I sit back and crack the top on a 12 pack and reminisce to all the nights that I would sell crack. I've been to hell and back twice and got a shirt to prove it. Man, I don't understand. They don't support the music. If the devil went to Georgia fiddle for a minute, then me and him had a drinking competition. Ten in the morning and I'm drunk and I'm high too. Trying to come up with some music y'all can ride to. Say you love me, but don't buy the shit on iTunes. How many day away from working at a drive-thru? Before I do that, it's back to the pill game. Cause that's the only time I experienced real fame. Also the only time I experienced real pain. Look into Jesus, because I need a real change.
Yes. Saras. Raz. The first 52. Saras. Raz. Live Tuesday nights. Saras. Raz. Something that you know Bubba's gonna like. Angry White Guy Radio. His point of view is different. The first 52. Angry White Guy Radio. I love the content. Hey, it's the first 52. Raz with you. The first part of the, like, Constitution. This is the best you got. Something that you know Bubba's gonna like. Angry White Guy Radio. Join me, Sean Raz, Tuesday nights, 6 to 8 p.m., RazRadioLive.com, RadioFreeBlood.com.
just the sunshine and good times underlining. Out prime time and situations undefining. Still up running, pass the drinks all around. A bottle of a party, this is how I'm getting down. Drowned all your sorrows, forget about tomorrow. Time to live it up and forget about your morals. Hell, a good story is time well poured in. Staring at these women gets a feeling in your lungs. Got these big wheels spinning, riding up the block. Highs click, got the speakers, time to live up the spot. We add a value to a stock. Graphics to rock, got the new sound, so it's time to let it drop. 90 plus degrees in the city, no breeze. The crew well designed just to give you what you need. It's summertime loving, just to get you bugging. Out at a barbecue or even out clubbing, come on. Hip hop and the party's not stopping. Backyard's got plenty of food. Chicks dipping in the pool, pops on the barbecue. We're gonna let mom yell for a minute or two. Cause there's no playing ball in the dining room. And it's summertime, yo, the vibe is great. So put your cups in the air, time to celebrate. face all the time just be a dog run around catch frisbees pee on a fire hydrant life's more rewarding and you get access to lots of treats catch salty talk mondays and wednesdays and every friday for salty's weekend warm-up 4 p.m eastern time add a little salt to your life and be more dog
There is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth. Nothing more. Ah, well, here we go. It is Tuesday, May 3rd, 2016. You're listening to the first 52 RazRadioLive.com. 
Radio Free Blood and Radio Chaos. <sighs> I hope you all had a good week. I know, I always say that. I say that too all the time. I know. Here we go. Same routine. Sorry, guys. Uh, I, I hope you had a good week. That's all I look forward to is uh, finding out that everybody had a really nice time. I spent a week, uh, you know, just doing my normal thing, working. Again, nothing major happened. We had a lot of stories we're going to cover and talk about. Uh, I'm not going to get big into, because I know this is, you know, the conspiracy show, so I don't want to get too big into uh, some of the local Tampa radio stuff. You guys out there uh, might know that there's been lawsuits with Hogan and, and all different kinds of things, and it hasn't stopped. So it's inter- I'm, I'm very interested to see how this game continues to spin. And that's probably all I'll say about that tonight. I've been uh, listening to people talking in bars and, and restaurants and it does definitely seem to me that more and more people are starting to question the process that is laid out in front of us. And not even just the election process. You're hearing people question all different things. And I heard it again this week. I know I talked about the gentleman that gave me the, the papers on the banking and, and he's all worried about what to do with his money and his retirement because he's worried that the, the system is going to collapse. But don't mind that you know inside bankers admit about uh, some cashless trading. We'll, we'll talk about that later on. No, don't worry about that because, you know, cashless trading, the cashless society, that that could never happen, right? And the funny thing is, not to give uh, my old co-host Fortoed any, any props here, but they re- reference a lot of it to Bitcoin and saying how uh, they're trying to develop the same type of currency, it seems. They make it sound like. Maybe that's to sell it to the guys that believe in Bitcoin. I don't know. But we'll have to wait and see what goes there. We'll, we'll like I said, we'll dive into that uh, a little bit as I was getting ready for the show. You know, I sit here and I contemplate what I'm going to talk about, how I'm going to open the show, what direction I want to take the show throughout the whole thing. And you know, it's uh, it's weird because I'm sitting listening to people. That's where I was going. I, I'm sitting and listening to people at restaurants, and this lady happens to actually live in my apartment complex here, and she was at where I go to lunch. And they got into a debate, the owner of the shop and, and this lady got into a discussion about the election and Trump and, and Bernie. She's a, a big Bernie supporter, allegedly. <clears throat> and uh, she turns to him and and he says, you know, but Bernie's a socialist. And she goes, yeah, but he's a democratic socialist. Now, keep in mind, this is one of my residents, so I really can't say anything to her. But I'm just sitting there in my head going, did she just say a democratic socialist? Do people not realize that's not even possible? I mean, that's really not even possible. That's not what socialism is. You can't have a democratic fascism either. When when you stick democratic on the front of any of those, and a lot of them even, even maybe our process, a democratic republic. Maybe we just need to be a republic and we don't need the democracy involved with it. But what I was saying is when they uh, attach democratic to the front of socialist, fascist, communist, it's just to try to convince society that it's okay because it's a democratic process being done there. Well, we've seen the democratic process doesn't really work for us very well. They don't do what we want them to do. They do what they want to do. And we remember, I guess it was last week maybe or maybe the week before, uh, Obama discussed sending in advisors to help in Iraq, help train in Iraq. 
Uh, as I was getting ready, I pulled up the drudge just to see if there's anything interesting on there. And what do I find? You'll never guess what I found. And it, you, you can continue to guess because I'm waiting for it to play. Right, Heather has a Fox News alert for us. Good morning to you, Heather. Yes, good morning. And we're getting some disturbing and tragic news coming in from overseas. We have now just learned that an American service member has been killed in Iraq. Defense Secretary Ash Carter making this announcement just moments ago in Germany. It happened near Erbil in the northern part of the country. Historically, that has been a safe place. Not so anymore. Carter didn't release any other details about what happened to this service member. Member, but it is a very sad loss. Our thoughts and prayers go out to his or her family today. We'll keep you posted as we get more. Now, I guess this is uh, being said to be a Navy SEAL now. So we got a, a Navy SEAL killed in action in Iraq yet again. But the democratic process kind of told everybody we didn't want to be there anymore. But did that really get them out of there? Or are they still there? Or are we re, re, resupplying them now? Are we starting to build up again? I just wish that we could find a way to to stop it, to to stop all the craziness that we allow this country to do. I mean, really, we just sit back and let it go. We just let it go. No big deal. Nobody cares. Nobody pays attention. Ah, drives me nuts. You know, it's like with nine eleven. That's one of the big tricks. I was on Shannon Burke's show today, and uh, we got into a discussion. We most of it was about the Bubba thing. But then we got into um, the the three thousand or thirty thousand. Uh, uh, what do they call them? Uh, guillotines, and how we actually did find the bill, but they were never purchased. But they, there was a bill saying that they could buy them, giving permission and money to purchase these things. Not really something we should want our government to own. Now, of course, the the story that they give is that they were going to uh, give people that were given the death penalty choices. They could choose to uh, be beheaded by a guillotine instead of, uh, you know, the the, uh, electrocution. That way the body parts and and organs would be salvageable and usable. So they'll give you the option. Yeah, okay. Well, whatever. And we got into the the Trump debate, uh, which actually ties in. Let me go to that. We got into the Trump debate. We were discussing again uh, the connection to Hitler. And I know people just hate that. He's not like Hitler. No, he's not like Hitler that we are educated about. He's not Hitler that killed all those people. But he he shows so many of the same characteristics of young Hitler. Of building up Hitler. And we didn't know Hitler was going to go gas the Jews. We didn't know he was going to invade country after country. So, of course, we didn't expect him to do what he did. And as a matter of fact, a lot of people here supported him in those times, just like Donald Trump. Now, am I saying Donald Trump's going to go kill everybody? No, I'm not saying that. But I am implying that we don't know what he's going to do. Would he, you know, we, we know he's come out and said we'll kill the terrorist family and and that brings me to the Ben Swan. That's why I wanted to go that direction. The Ben Swan clip I got here. It's a reality check. Trump says he'd kill terrorists, a family, but Obama has already done that. 
Donald Trump has been making headlines saying that if elected, he wouldn't just go after terrorists, he would kill their families. And while the media has been shocked by this, why weren't they outraged when President Obama actually did it? This is a reality check you won't see anywhere else. I would be very, very firm with families. And frankly, that will make people think because they may not care much about their lives, but they do care, believe it or not, about their families' lives. That was Donald Trump insisting that he would be so tough on terror that if elected, he would kill terrorists and he would target their families as well. So while the media scrambles to demonize remarks about killing family members of terrorists, and by the way, they should, they seem to forget their collective silence when President Obama didn't talk about doing that. He actually did it. You probably don't recognize this man right here, but his name is Anwar Awalaki, an American-born Muslim cleric who at one time was invited to the Pentagon after 9-11 to talk about the role of Muslims in America. But Awalaki became increasingly angry at the U.S. government spying on Muslims in mosques, and he left the U.S. in 2004, and he traveled back to Yemen, where he became radicalized. See, the U.S. government called him an inspiration for the Fort Hood shooter, the failed underwear bomber, the failed Times Square bomber. On September 30th, 2011, President Obama ordered a drone strike. And I'd like to keep in mind that mm, I believe all of them were uh, either patsies or, or in a drill of some sort or even maybe under an MKUltra type thing, in my opinion at least. Strike that killed Awalaki along with another U.S. citizen. Plenty of you watching will say, so what? He was a terrorist. You wouldn't be concerned about the fact that Awalaki was a U.S. citizen who got no due process, but that's a discussion for another time. Because the point I want to make today is not about this man, Awalaki. It's actually about what happened two weeks later. Because two weeks after killing Awalaki, President Obama ordered a second drone strike. This one killed Awalaki's 16-year-old son, Abdul Rahman Awalaki. Who was he? Well, he too was a U.S. citizen. He was born in Denver, Colorado. He was not a member of Al-Qaeda. He was not a militant. He had not lived with his father for over two years because Anwar Awalaki had gone into hiding. Abdul Rahman Awalaki was not at a terror training camp when he was killed on September 4th, 2013. He was at his second cousin's home, a cousin he had lived with while his father had been in hiding. In fact, this teenager was the son of a man the U.S. government had decided was an enemy, and yet he himself was not even on the president's kill list. What's worse, after killing that 16-year-old, the Obama administration justified the killing by essentially saying that he should have had a better father. That's an American citizen that's being targeted without due process of law, without trial, and he's underage, he's a minor. I, I would suggest that you uh, should have a far more responsible father if they're uh, truly concerned about the well-being of their children. Uh, I don't think becoming an, an al-Qaeda jihadist terrorist is the best way uh, to go about doing your business. So what you need to know is that when Donald Trump says he would kill the families of terrorists, members of the media point to the Geneva Convention, insisting that to kill terrorist families would be a war crime. And they certainly might be right. So why have they been so quiet when this president has actually done it? That's Reality Check. Let's talk about that tonight on Twitter. And, you know, as I'm thinking about it and, and listening to that, you know, we know the the terrorist. Always, we always hear about death to America. Everybody's screaming, death to America. We must kill all Americans. Death to all Americans. They must die. We killed them all. What if, what if they were, you know, saying we're going to kill the, the family? Well, I guess they have said we're going to kill the families of, of soldiers. That's, that's their plan. They're going to do now. Not like they could really do that. But do, do we sound any better than, than the terrorists? 
if we're going to proclaim that we're going to kill our families as well. And yes, it has been done. You know, we covered that when it happened back in 2012, 2013, whenever that was. But I just, it, it, he, it doesn't make us sound any better. And that comment about, oh, guess you should have had a better father. It's the same BS they give with uh, children in schools when you see a, a kid get thrown across a classroom by a cop or slammed face first in the ground by a cop because they should have been trained better by their parents. They should have had better parenting. You know, a child can't choose their family, can't choose their parent. And if that's what they're, they're, they're taught, punishing them for that is just making it worse. It's just the same thing as what creates these terrorists. Why? You know, there was a great meme going around about uh, what creates ISIS terrorists, and it was um, rich men. Oh, I can't even remember. But anyway, it got to the point of killing somebody we don't even know. That's what creates a terrorist, is us, what, we're, what, we're, what we've done in Syria, what we've done in Afghanistan, what we've done in Iraq, what we did in Egypt, what we did in Libya. It all revolves around the actions of the people we've allowed to gain control of this country, of the people that we let run our lives. And I know most of you listening to me right now don't want your life run. Try to stay out of it. We all do. It's not easy to do, but we try to stay out of it. We try to separate ourselves. But it's not always that easy. No, you can't pick your parents. Exactly. That's exactly right, Wayne. Got a new chatter there. That's uh, the chocolate drop. One of my boys from Saturday. Make sure you check out a show Saturday 1 to 3 right on Rise Radio. It's worth the try. Yes, I'm live, Buzzy. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. I'm just scanning through here, seeing if there's anything important. Oh, I found this amusing. It shows the the fear. Now, this wasn't here in America, but it, it just goes to show the fear that we have been pushed to a level of feeling. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that makes sense. Wi-Fi hotspot named detonation device causes bomb scare at Melbourne Airport. Now, of course, if you're going to be in the airport and you you got a funky Wi-Fi name, maybe change it if it's something like that. All right, I'll give that. But on the other side of that, I don't see terrorists naming their Wi-Fi detonation device or, you know, uh, uh, bomb button or anything like that. I would think that they're smarter than that. If they can hijack, you know, four planes and fly three, a uh, 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 two in the buildings, or three in the buildings. I'm sorry. I'm sure that they'd be smart enough not to name their hot, hot spot after detonation device. A poorly named Wi-Fi hotspot sparked a security scare on a Qantas flight and prompted about 50 terrified passengers to refuse to fly. The hotspot name, Mobile Detonation Device, was spotted by a female passenger who saw it on her phone, phone's Wi-Fi menu, before the plane left Melbourne Airport. She alerted the crew who notified the pilot and security officials. Passengers aboard the flight said the pilot asked the person responsible for the Wi-Fi name to come forward but no one did. The passengers were then asked to leave the plane, which was due to fly to Perth. Security officials checked the plane but were unable to find the threat and cleared the flight to leave. 
The pilot said a particular passenger had gone to log on to a hotspot name, uh, log on, and a hotspot name has come up with one which, which was a scare to Qantas and passengers, a passenger told Channel 7. The pilot made us aware and said they were going to take proper security precautions. After half an hour, no one came forward. The Wi-Fi covered a fair distance, so it could have been someone in the terminal. So it might not even been somebody on that plane. Qantas offered to transfer concerned passengers to alternative flights. An estimated 50 passengers, about half of those on board, opted to take different flights. Qantas said there had been no risk to flights, which was delayed by two hours. Some passengers elected not to travel, so they so there was a delay as bags were taken off and those passengers disembarked. We are so scared. We are just so scared of our shadows anymore. I mean, shit, my, my uh, Wi-Fi here at the at Lexicon Studio is Truth Portal. And everybody around me knows that's me. You know, I live in an apartment complex. People pick weird names. I've seen very strange ones. Very, very, very strange, strange ones. And people, you know, I've seen a CIA van, FBI van. Um, what was the other one? Uh, surveillance. Yeah, all different, all different ones that people do just to make people be scared and not go on it. That's all it is. That's all it is. I just got, I started laughing so much when I read that article. I just thought it was amusing. I mean, we've got to get some amusement every once in a while. I know some people don't think the, uh, the 28 pages are that important. Uh, I've seen some people in the truther community uh, saying that, that it's more of a distraction. I think I might have said this last week. I don't remember. But uh, former CIA, or CIA director John Brennan came out on Sunday talking about the 28 pages and uh, why maybe they shouldn't be getting released. (laughs) Sorry. You know, five years ago, I remember going to the White House and hearing cheers, hearing people gather in the streets uh, of Washington, and it was happening in other cities, and there was a sense of relief. It was like this moment of, wow, is this the end? Have we won whatever this was we were fighting, this war with al-Qaeda? Have we won? Boy, it doesn't feel like that that way five years now, five years later. I remember that same evening when I left the White House about midnight. It was as bright as day outside. Yeah. And the chance of USA, USA and CIA, CIA, it was the culmination of a lot of very hard works by some very good people at CIA and other agencies. Uh, and we have destroyed a large part of al-Qaeda. It is not uh, completely eliminated, so we have to stay focused on what it can do. But now with this new phenomenon of ISIL, uh, this is going to continue to challenge us in the counterterrorism community for years to come. I have a come. feeling that to the next play. Sorry, guys, that wasn't what I was expecting it to say, because I think it might have skipped to the next video. You know, I'll do that if it autoplays. So CIA Director John Berner, Brenner said Sunday that releasing the 28 classified pages from the 9-11 Commission report would be a mistake because they contain inaccurate, unvetted information that could be used to tie Saudi Arabia to the September 11, 2001 terror attacks. So 28 pages from the 9-11 Commission report, which is supposed to be, you know, what happened on 9-11, right? It has unvetted and inaccurate information in it. This chapter was kept out because of concerns about sensitive methods, investigative actions, and the investigation of 9-11 was still underway in 2002, Brenner said on NBC's Meet the Press. 
He said the information in the 28 pages hasn't been vetted or corroborated, adding that releasing the information would, would give ammunition to those who want to tie the terror attacks to Saudi Arabia. If this is involved, even though it's it's been you know put under lock and key, it is part of the report that is supposed to define the events of 9-11. But it hasn't been vetted or corroborated. I think there is a, co- a combination of things that are accurate and inaccurate in the report, Brenner said. I think the 9-11 Commission took that joint inquiry in those 28 pages or so and followed through on the investigation and then came out with a very clear judgment that there was no evidence that Saudi government as an institution or Saudi officials or individuals had provided financial support to al-Qaeda. All right, so if 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 it came out with clear judgment that there was no evidence that Saudi government was was an institution or Saudi officials, then why wouldn't it just be removed from the report? Not classified, not hidden from us, just removed. Just bye. This isn't good information. This isn't what it was. We know that for sure. Former and current congressmen argue that the pages show the existence of a Saudi support network for the hijackers involved in the terror attacks. The 28 pages were cut from a report on the 9-11 terror attacks in 2003 by George W. Bush administration in the interest of national security. All right. Again, if it's clear that there's no evidence, then why was it cut for national security reasons? Or is it for business reasons? Those critics say the vague vague wording in the report left open the possibility that less senior officials or other parts of the Saudi government could have played a role. Former Senator Bob Grant, who helped author the report, says he believes it shows the 9-11 hijackers were substantially supported by Saudi government, as well as charities and wealthy people in that country. Now, let's not forget, I forget the the individual who came out and said this. Uh, I'm sure somebody in the chat room can throw it up or maybe somebody can tweet it to me uh, that said, and I know we covered it, at least I believe we did, like two or three weeks ago, that said that there was support from people within this country. Were they Saudis? Were they CIA? Were they Iraqis? Were they Afghanistanis? Afghanistanis? Afghanistan, I guess that's right, right? Yeah, I think so. I think it is implausible to believe that 19 people, most of whom didn't speak English, most of whom had never been in the United States before, many of whom didn't have a high school education, could have carried out such complicated tasks without some support from within the United States. Graham said, oh, it was Graham, okay, in an interview with 60 Minutes in April. I guess I should have just kept reading, and I would have answered my own question. I would have known just who it was, wouldn't I have? Afghanistanis. Thank you, bad slave. Meanwhile, House and Senate lawmakers are backing a bill that would let families of terror victims sue foreign states that help fund or support terrorist attacks in the United States. In response to that legislation, which President Obama has lobbied against, the Saudi government threatened to sell off hundreds of billions of dollars worth of American assets. Good, do it. Go. You're going to take a hit, too. And as far as the lawsuit thing goes, I mean, I don't want, I hate to open up the door, but maybe it would make people think about joining the military and and following unlawful orders. But, uh, you know, if we allow 
our citizens to sue the Saudi Arabian government or any other government that can be proven to be attached to terror attacks? Uh, should we be sued? Should our U.S. service members, our U.S. government, be sued for uh, you know acts of terrorism that we hide underneath the term of war on terror? Hmm. Is that what we open up? Is that the route we want to go down? Who knows? Right, we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about in the next segment here. I'm probably not going to be running like any kind of set break time. I'm just kind of rambling tonight. I will be taking phone calls if you want to call. 941-421-0401. That's how you would find me. All right, guys. I'll be back with you in a couple minutes. Sit tight. Go get a break. Go, go, go to the bathroom. Go do something you need to do. Have you ever called into your favorite talk radio program only to encounter this and felt like this? That never happens when you dial 941-421-0401. At RazRadioLive.com, we answer right away. And pow, you're live on the air talking to one of your favorite hosts. No screeners, no delays. Try it now. 941-421-0401 and avoid 941-421-0401 If you're a new listener or a seasoned veteran, don't be scared. 941-421-0401 We welcome all. We know how it feels to be ignored. RazRadioLive.com
What's your name again? John Reyes. Four Toad and Lexi. Oh, I mentioned Four Toad? Sure. Oh, Four no. Dave. Dave. <laughs> hey, it's always great to be on the first 52 with Sean Raz, Four Toad and Lexi. You know, I, that sound like shit. What am I, give me a script here. Come on. I can't do this. You're putting me on, under pressure. Bob, don't worry about it here. And uh, Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob, yeah. It's Dr. Bob Tuscan. It's Bob Tuscan, and you're listening to The First 52 on Raz Radio with my buddies Sean Raz and Lexi Raz and that guy Forto. Hey, this is Steve from The Chocolate Drop. And if you haven't heard the show lately, here's a little bit of what you've been missing. My week is over. Thank God. Oh, 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 God damn. You see how Steve gets down, right? He's wicked. You <laughs> see, you wicked, Steve. I slap you again. Oh, there ain't no cameras in here. I don't know what her problem was, why she was licking people's cheese. See, black people mess it up for everybody, man. <laughs> you know somebody black to complain, <laughs> and they call me a racist. The back of the toilet looks like a Jackson Pollock. <laughs> um, I don't like that. You ever seen a vein this big? <laughs> She ate a rubber glove and she had to have her dog. <laughs> insane. It was absolutely insane. Um, I don't like that. Saturdays, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, RazRadioLive.com, and Salty Talk Radio. We talk, we talk about kidnapped, abducted, falsely imprisoned, tortured, and threatened with further torture without charge, without trial. Even many soldiers had said to me afterwards, was a hell, if you weren't a terrorist when you came in here, by the time you leave, I'm sure you would be because of the way you've been treated. Let us never tolerate outrageous conspiracy theories concerning the attacks of September the 11th. Malicious lies that attempt to shift the blame away from the terrorists themselves. Away from the guilty. People are always asking me, Yo, Gemini, what's your angle? Are you a devil or an angel? 
And I say both As I continue to blame the Knights Templar and the Hospitallers The real reason New York lost their towers Don't sit back or hesitate to react to the impact Many taking a nap In fact, they would fake an attack To make way for the Patriot Act Some say, hey, it ain't safe to say that But it's the same game Different name on the map as they place blame And they aim at a racket It's a damn shame Cause they never claimed the hijack Following the fiddle, one with a bound hero The town hero, responsible for ground zero Objects in the mirror, close them, they appear So clear your ear to hear the sound of fear Grow, beware the evil, the dragon And the ego, and footage that they show that we are forced to see Slow, persecuted and disputed because of the queen All the strengths that control these kings Come up below, observe the nerve of this dark heart government Thinking they can devoid a spark with another myth Walk right up, take the Ark of the Covenant The cards have been pulled by the shark And I'm loving it, look hard And you will find seven heads of the beast behind 9-11 Wrapped in fine Lennon. Even John Lennon couldn't imagine this modern day Armageddon We've been ambushed, pushed to the edge Persecuted cause we disputed to know the ledge Pledge allegiance, not even if the world stops turning Never trust the bush unless it's burning We've all been ambushed, pushed to the edge Persecuted cause we disputed to know the ledge Pledge allegiance, not even if the world stops turning Never trust the bush unless it's burning There is a chance for the President of the United States To use this disaster to carry out what his father, a phrase his father used, I think only once, and hasn't been used since, and that is a new world order. From junior to senior to grapple, Prescott to the Nazi mouse house in the center at Epcot. Let's not forget the messed up mascot. Skull and bones digging up Geronimo's rest spot. These fallen thrones are not alone in their upset plot. These dark gnomes are proto so I take my best shot. With the heart of stones, they are prone to never get caught. Is there a cool phone details and emails on your desktop? Many be growing up gaudy like Mayor Giuliani. Practicing karate with the Illuminati. I taunt Kimosabi, who's quick to kill somebody. For the love of mud, honey, or a little blood, honey. I don't find these thugs funny, they sell drugs to bugs funny. Not that it's any of my business that I'm his adapty ducks, buddy. Just hide it when they Laugh at me and what my dreadlocks done When they kill tiny children Left many building blocks bloody The square and the compass and the almanac Are you aware that they're amongst us And it's all an act Some Yeza and his Ezra Now come crawling back Drove to Bohemian Grove Dressed all in black A serpent king Worshipping a stone owl The dragon Ronald Reagan Ain't Colin Powell Flipping scripture like Vanna White Showing a vowel We have to plan to fight And never throw in the towel We've been ambushed Pushed to the edge Persecuted cause we disputed To know the ledge Pledge allegiance Not even if the world stops turning Never trust the bush Unless it's burning We've all been ambushed to the edge, persecuted cause we disputed to know the ledge, pledge allegiance, not even if the world stops turning, never trust the bush unless it's burning. Remember this, your government funded and trained Al-Qaeda. The Supreme Court's ruling that said that uh, we must conduct ourselves under the common article 3 of the Geneva Convention. And that common article 3 says that you know, there will be no outrages upon human dignity. It's, 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 like, it's very vague. What does that mean? Now, there's one thing you might have noticed I don't complain about. Politicians. Everybody complains about politicians. Everybody says they suck. Yeah. Well, where do people think these politicians come from? They don't fall out of the sky. They don't pass through a membrane from another reality. They come from American parents and American families, American homes, American schools, American churches, American businesses and American universities and they're elected by American citizens. This is the best we can do, folks. This is what we have to offer. It's what our system produces. Garbage in, garbage out. If you have selfish, ignorant citizens, if you have selfish, ignorant citizens, you're going to get selfish, ignorant leaders. And term limits ain't going to be any good. You're just going to wind up with a brand new bunch of selfish, ignorant Americans. So maybe, maybe, maybe it's not the politicians who suck. 
Maybe something else sucks around here, like the public. Yeah, the public sucks. There's a nice campaign slogan for somebody. The public sucks. Fuck hope. Fuck hope. Because if it's really just the fault of these politicians, then where are all the other bright people of conscience? Where are all the bright, honest, intelligent Americans ready to step in and save the nation and lead the way? We don't have people like that in this country. Everybody's at the mall, scratching his ass, picking his nose, taking his credit card out of his fanny pack and buying a pair of sneakers with lights in them. So I have solved this little political dilemma for myself in a very simple way. On election day, I stay home. I don't vote. Fuck them. Fuck them. I don't vote. Two reasons. Two reasons I don't vote. First of all, it's meaningless. This country was bought and sold and paid for a long time ago. The shit they shuffle around every four years <laughs> doesn't mean a fucking thing. And secondly, I don't vote because I believe if you vote, you have no right to complain. People like to twist that around, I know. They say, they say, well, if you don't vote, you have no right to complain. But where's the logic in that? If you vote and you elect dishonest, incompetent people, and they get into office and screw everything up, well, you are responsible for what they have done. You caused the problem. You voted them in. You have no right to complain. I, on the other hand, who did not vote, who did not vote, who, in fact, did not even leave the house on election day, I'm in no way responsible for what these people have done and have every right to complain as loud as I want about the mess you created that I had nothing to do with. So I know that a little later on this year you're going to have another one of those really swell presidential elections that you like so much. You'll enjoy yourselves. It'll be a lot of fun. I'm sure as soon as the election is over, your country will improve immediately. As for me, I'll be home on that day doing essentially the same thing as you. The only difference is when I get finished masturbating, I'm going to have a little something to show for it, folks. <laughs> Thank you very much. Hey, this is Jack Blood, your radio gun from DeadlineLive.info and the Jack Blood Show. You're listening to The First 52 with Sean Raz Radio Live. Stay bold. I see a as I want into black. No colors Yes, you are to blame. You are listening to The First 52, RazRadioLive.com. Radio Free Blood, Radio Chaos. It is still May 3rd, Tuesday, 2016. I guess I really didn't say that in the right order, did I? <laughs> I think we do some some good old Vietnam rejoin music. How's that for you guys tonight? Something, something to remind you of war and why we shouldn't be there and why we shouldn't be doing the things we do. We allow to be done. But then they do that so they can, they can gain control of us here. Why do you think we have ISIS? Why do you think we had Al-Qaeda? Why do you think we had the Nazis so they could change the world here that we have to live in, that we have to deal with? So, so what, do I, what do we gain from their perpetual war of terror, the war against Nazis, the war against the communists? What do we get from that? Huh? What do we get? We get more security here at home. We get more restrictions that make it harder to to get money. You know, you can't you can't take. I'm not like I'm taking ten grand out. 
but you can't take out ten grand or, or, or more without having to explain what you're doing with it to the government. That's real fair, isn't it? That's the way it should be for freedom. That's what we should that's the that's what we need for freedom is more security. More people grabbing our nuts in the airport, sending radioactive waves through us so they can make sure we're not gonna blow up the world. We're not gonna hijack that plane. But unfortunately, trying to do those things causes issues. I, I did stop that. I had to make sure I stopped that. You know, causing doing all these things cause issues. Or maybe it's just uh, they want to capitalize on everything they can. Catching a flight. Budget hours, not minutes for security. Security lines at airports are getting longer, much longer, and wait times could reach epidemic levels when air traveler travel peaks this summer, according to airlines, airports, and federal officials. A combination of fewer transportation security administration screeners, tighter budgets, new checkpoint procedures, and growing numbers of passengers is already creating a mess at airports around the country. Hey, I don't fly. I refuse to. I will not deal with it. I, I just I don't even want to deal with it. If I can't get there by car, I don't need to go. I'll take a cruise or a boat. Well, I'm not going by car. You don't have to deal with the TSA. You don't have to deal with a government official checking you. You have to deal with their security, and I'm, I elect to do that. I'm okay with it. While federal security officials say they are hiring and training hundreds of additional screen, screening officers, matters are not expected to improve anytime soon. Wait a second here. It's 2016. TSA was created because of 9-11. We have to hire hundreds of screening officials? Why is that? Is that because so many have been arrested for theft and rape and murder and just being dirt balls? Is, is that why we have to hire hundreds of new screening officials? Airline and airport officials have said they fear that current slowdown will last through the year and could cause a summer travel meltdown when more than two, 220 million passengers are expected to fly during the peak travel months of July to August, or July and August. Uh, yeah, again, why are we just, why are we low on TSA if it's so important to have that, that security blanket there? This is going to be a rough summer, there is no doubt about it, said Gary Rasick, Rascott who was recently appointed to a newly created position as the TSA chief of operations. We are probably not at the staffing levels we would like to be uh, to address the volume. This is why we are talking about people getting to the airport a little earlier than planned. Now, listen, if I'm going to Jersey, all right, that's a, that's a pretty much a two-day trip. I'm not going to drive straight. Well, I could drive straight through my wife, and I could do that. But I don't like to do that. I'd rather drive for 12, 13 hours, sleep, and drive for, you know, another 10 hours or 8 hours or whatever it be. And that's my choice, and and I'd rather do that than fly. It costs about the same, to be honest with you. But to go from, like, here where I live, the area I live in, to, let's say I was going to fly to Atlanta. Would would people do that? Business people have to do that. From here to Atlanta is about an 8-hour drive for me, give or take. For me to fly to Atlanta would almost be about the same amount of time, honestly, especially if we have to get there an hours ahead of time. What, what did he recommend? Uh, I, I lost where I was at. Blah, 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 blah. 
We're probably the staffing levels. This is why we're talking about people getting to the airport a little earlier than planned. To deal with the expected crowds, Mr. Rasik, Rasok, Rasko, whatever the hell his name is, said the agency planned to assign 70, 768 new officers to the busiest airports by June 15th. Hey, if you need a job, go apply for the TSA. They're hired. And you don't really need to be that smart. So, hey, go for it. Get it. Get at it. The agency is also allocating an extra $26 million for overtime pay and is looking for ways to move its explosive sniffing dogs where they will have the most effect effect on reducing wait times. $26 million in overtime. This is why the federal government should not be paying for security for airlines. It's it's there. We should. Why are our tax dollars going in to protect the private business? Now I know the argument. Oh well, they flew the twin the, the planes into the twin towers. Oh, these guys hijacked these planes and killed three hundred people. Okay, it, it happens. Sorry, it doesn't make it the government's responsibility to protect a private business. We can make up all the excuses, all the reasonings we want, reasoning we want. And considering that most of the national security issues we have are created and, and basically at the hand of the government, well, why are we worried about it? If we eliminated the government, then maybe we wouldn't have so many terror issues. Hmm. Maybe that's what we need to do. Maybe we need to eliminate the government so that the terror issues go away. I bet you there wouldn't be very many terrorist attacks. But you wouldn't. there wouldn't be these crazy groups of of radicalized Muslims running all over the world trying to kill people if we eliminated the U.S. government and some of its friends. <laughs> There's a thought for you. So with the TSA expecting all this extra time, what could they have another issue maybe that they're dealing with? Of course they could be. Now, I one of the reasons I stopped flying was because of the body scanners. And now we've got some groups that are uh, trying really hard yet again, which has been going on for years since they put them in there, to get them out. Two groups that say fear of airport security body scanners forces some would-be flyers to risk driving instead of having challenged their use by the transport or have challenged their use by transportation security administrations. And what's funny about this article is as you get into it, they're actually implying that more people are dying because they're driving. So they're coming at it from a weird angle, but at least they're doing something, right? Filing suit in the U.S. Court of Appeals in the district on Monday, the Competitive Enterprise Institute, CEI, and the Rutherford Institute said because car travel is much riskier than air travel, the net result could be an increase in overall travel fatalities. The lawsuit stopped short of calling for removing removal of all 789 full-body scanners now in use in 156 airports, but demands that the TSA take into account the higher risk of driving for those too frightened to endure the machines. The TSA published a new rule for full-body scanners used last month. Yes, we do want these machines ultimately out, uh, said Mark Scribner, a research fellow at the CEI. We don't believe they are cost-effective. We could put these security funds to much better use. I like, yeah, you know, like paying the $26 million in overtime because... Uh, we don't have enough employees in something that's been around forever, and they've been pushing and pushing and pushing it. This lawsuit comes at a time when the TSA thought it had resolved past controversy over the use of airport body scanners. The matter rose to cause celebre 
complete with Capitol Hill hearings at which members of Congress voiced outrage in 2010 when some people complained that a new generation of scanners revealed too much of their physical appearance. Though nearly two-thirds of Americans polled were okay with their use, those who weren't were very vocal of their concern, with their concern. Uh, the last of those revealing machines was removed three years ago, and the current machine uses a stick figure to, to depict the location of anything a pastor might be carrying that the TSA needs to atten- needs attention. Needs a t- TSA attention. Wow, I was just flipping those words all around in my mind. The TSA declined to comment. Well, of course they did. There's scant research support that supports uh, the CE lawsuit, CEI lawsuit. So there's actually research showing that the more people are dying on the roads because of not flying, I guess is what they're saying. I don't necessarily, I just don't fly and not because I don't want to deal with the body scanners. I don't fly because more than likely I'll end up arrested if I fly. Because I'm going to argue, I'm going to fight, I'm going to you know, make a big scene. Maybe I won't get arrested. I mean, other people have done it and not got arrested and got video of it. But it's not going to be an easy travel for me, and it's just not worth it. I mean, really, I'd just rather drive. I'd rather not go places I can't go that way. We'll have to wait and see. Got long lines and no TSA agents and body scanners coming out. I want to stick their hands up your butt. I mean, what's next? Do we get to go back to just private security running everything? Who knows? I teased this one earlier. Inside the secret meeting where Wall Street tested digital cash. Basically, and I'm not going to read this whole one because it's it's a very long article. It's on Bloomberg technology. But they are, they're calling it a blockchain. This, This technology they're calling blockchain technology. Now, I don't really know what blockchain technology means. Uh, they, they compare it to Bitcoin, as I had said. It's a kind of a comparison of, of Bitcoin technology. As I said, I've got open phones tonight, and I've got a caller. What's up, Buzzy? Hey, I call in real quick and talk about these uh, dangerous drivers. Dangerous drivers. All right, well, going back to the TSA's uh, little report there. Uh, yeah. What's your thought? It's but- true. Well, well, it is true. It is more dangerous than flying. How many planes fall out of the air every day? Well, not many. Well, you know, we see planes well, disappear a lot. Okay, how many people die on the roads every single day because they're busy uh, not paying attention? It takes more. Okay, I'll get to the point. <laughs> it takes more to drive in a vehicle, any type of vehicle, even a car or truck or whatever, than just holding the steering wheel, whatever. You have to drive defensively nowadays. You have to drive for yourself and everybody else's vehicle. Well, you, you first of all, you've if, all for, if you don't, you should always have well, been driving defensively. I mean, I was always taught to drive defensively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they don't teach that no more because uh, nobody can see past their hood. <laughs> well, and that's part of the problem. Part of the problem is that part of the problem is additional distractions in our technologically advanced vehicles and our cell phones. Exactly, they're texting, they're twittering. Oh, well, I wouldn't do that, you know that. But uh, no, never. That's that's what. No, never. But no. People don't pay attention when they drive. When they get in their vehicle, that's even truck drivers. There's a lot of stupid ass truck drivers out here. Trust me. Well, and the other thing they I was going to say is yeah, the other thing I was going to say is we also have the addition of the the high amounts of of pharmaceuticals, whether it be antidepressants, painkillers, sleeping pills, whatever uh, yeah, it be. That's a factor. Yeah. That's and and factor. truck drivers can be taking those things, can't they? 
Yeah. yeah, as long as they got a prescription, yeah. But you can't smoke weed. Well, I, hey, I don't make the laws. <laughs> I know. So, go ahead, continue with what you're saying. I just wanted to point that out. The the, the main factors are <laughs> the increase. That in, is a factor. Yeah, that, I just wanted to point that was another factor. Now, truck drivers are supposedly regulated. We only drive 11 hours a day in a 14-hour time span or work 14 hours a day. That don't mean you, you can drive 11 hours and work another additional 14 hours doing something else. That's a 14-hour rule for the day. That's all you can do, driving and work. Well, so you could work, so you could drive they, 11 they, hours and then do three hours of work. It's not another 14 yeah, hours of work. I, yeah, exactly. Now, a lot of drivers do do that. We all do it, basically. Well, you got a few outlaws that don't. I, I never used to, but I do now. But anyway, well, I'm, I'm getting distracted. <laughs> Imagine that, distracted uh, truck driver. Yeah, well, a stoplight. Oh, so, but, uh, so, uh, so, I, I was going to say, truck drivers get their sleep. They really do. But cars, now these cars, they're going to go on vacation instead of flying. They don't want to go through TSA, so they jump in their car. Right. They, they live in New York. <laughs> they're driving nonstop to goddamn California to see Grandma. Right, and that's ridiculous, and that, that that's what I was saying. You know, Lexi and I could easily do from here to Jersey in, you know, one trip. But it's it's dangerous. It's not comfortable. It's no fun. I'd rather take well, the extra day. drivers, that's fine. Yeah, but still, it's it, you're still wiped out the whole next day, the first day you're there. If you take your time, you might get there. Yes, if you try to do 700 miles a day, you're, you're wiped out. I don't care if you're driving a car, truck, whatever. Right, right, exactly. I mean, I used to drive ambulance. I would do, you know, four or 500 miles in an ambulance in a day sometimes, you know, depending upon what my routes were or what I was doing. You know, so it is. it takes it out of you. Even when I was in the military driving, it, it drives it out of you. So... Yes, I'm sure that is a valid point of more people on the road, but... And most accidents are... The trucks all get the blame because it's insurance automatically. They want to settle, pay off out of court because it costs more to go to court. Well, it's because you're a professional driver and they they assume you should have been able to prevent whatever it was, no matter what. Exactly. And then on top of that, I was trying to say before you cut me off, you asshole. (laughs) (laughs) I won't break that. Uh... Oh, well, the truck drivers get the blame. But the truth is, most of the cars are the ones causing the accidents. Oh, I don't doubt that. Dude, trust me. Like I said, I, I see that a lot. Um, so I don't, again, uh, there's so many different things with this story that, that comes to light. You know, the, the driving thing, the, the security procedures at the TSA, the wasted monies. Um, and again, I choose not to fly, and, and I won't fly. I, I just, oh, I don't want to fly either. If I can't drive, I don't want to go there either. I'm the same. Yeah, so exactly. I don't, I don't, I don't need no homosexual grabbing my ball. <laughs> and you don't want to get radiated, right, Buzzy? Oh, I don't mind radiated. It might make me lose a little bit of weight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, I'm going to go on to the next one here. We're going to talk about some fingerprinting here. Okay, we'll talk to you later. i got to drop my trailer. So. All right, man, be safe. Later. Peace. There goes Buzzy, good old Buzzer Bob. You always got to throw something in and get me off the direction of where I was thinking. <laughs> a federal judge orders woman to unlock phone using her fingertip. I thought there was video to this. I guess not, because I wrote down some notes here. Uh, and I want. Um, I guess I had to read it before I could go over my notes. This is a, a case out of California. A case of a California woman who was ordered to unlock an iPhone using her fingerprint 
is raising question about whether compelling a person to unlock their smartphone could infringe on the rights against self-incrimination. Okay, basic idea. I, it makes sense to me for the most part. For the most part. A warrant was issued in February ordering, I'm not even going to try to say, Paitasar no, it's a B-K-H-C-D-C-H-A-D-Z-H-Y-A-N. If any of you can say that, I'll give you a million dollars. No, I really won't give you a million dollars, but damn. Uh, tried to order to unlock a, uh, an iPhone seized from Glendale, California residents. She later pleaded no contest to a felon, felony count of identity theft, according to Los Angeles Times. While much of the public discussion over encryption has focused on four- to six-digit passcodes, the California case is raising the question of whether a person's biometric markers, such as a fingerprint or iris, could be used to help authorities crack into a device. Mark Bartholomew, yeah, his name is really Bartholomew, a law professor at the University of Buffalo who studies encryption and cyber law, told ABC News, the law is very uncertain on this because it hasn't caught up to the technology. At issue is whether pressing a finger to unlock a phone and giving law enforcement access to all of its contents is tantamount to, tantamount to testifying without ever speaking a word. It's one of those things like always. Uh, it's one of those things like always. Technology is a way ahead of the law, Bartholomew said. These issues of passwords, biometric safeguards, at the time, at the same time, law enforcement wants them over time. Wait, the bad editing or bad sentence structure. These issues of passwords, biometric safeguards, at the same time, law enforcement wants them over time. These are going to be ted up for the courts and Supreme Court to weigh in on it. That was not me, guys. That's exactly how it's written. So... Oh, teed up maybe? The teed up. There we go. That, teed up. Wow. That was a hard one to get through. But Albert Gadari, the director of privacy at Stanford Law Center for Internet and Society, uh, Society, told the LA Times that the action might not violate the Fifth Amendment prohibition of self-incrimination. Unlike disclosing passcodes, you are not compelled to speak or say what's in in your mind to law enforcement. Put your finger here is not testimony or self-incrimination. Now, these are the questions I have. Now, we know that we are protected from illegal search and seizure. We know that they need to have a warrant, which in this case there is a warrant issued. We also know that that warrant has to specify what you're looking for, where it should be, and so on. Now, if a warrant says that you have to unlock their phone because they need to check your, your, I'm trying to think of what could be in a phone that you couldn't get from the internet. I mean, your Facebook, your Twitter, your bank records, uh, all that can be accessed through a computer. So that doesn't make, you know, really any sense to need a password into a phone. Uh, to access your access your text messaging, I mean that's that's really accessible through the the phone companies, right? Your call record is accessible through the phone companies. Now, if if they're 
if they're saying that you are using that phone to hack into somebody's bank account, then they could say, well, we're, we need access to your phone and we need to, uh, the warrant is granting us access to the phone to check any apps that have banking information, any bank apps. So they'd have to specify that. And if they went beyond that, it would be unuseful. But again, if, if there's a warrant, there's probable cause, there, there's the proper procedure taken for that warrant. I, I don't necessarily know if, if they cannot not compel you to do that. I mean, they can, they, you don't have to do it and they'll lock you up for contempt. And maybe they'll never get the information off that phone because you never will swipe your finger, but they can hold you in contempt forever, right? So eventually you're going to be compelled to do it, or eventually they're going to hack into it on their own. So I don't see the the issue here. Now, of course, if they in the warrant it does it has to specify what they're looking for, right? That, that it's even when they get a warrant for your house. So that specification would limit them them to where they could go in the phone, and they're supposed to be law enforcement, right? We're supposed to be able to trust them to be upstanding and, and good people, and they'll follow the rules and go only where they're supposed to go, right? So that's where the oxy, and not the oxymoron, the the, 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 the problem arises. That's where it, it you don't know what to do. Do you just open it up for them when you have a warrant saying, we want to check this? And if you haven't done anything wrong and you're standing up for yourself, do you want to do you want to rot in jail for God knows how long because of a contempt against the warrant? So that's that's kind of my thought on that part of it. We are protected and, and they have a procedure and they can't compel you to enter your your password. But like even the, the debate with the, the uh, San Bernardino shooting, those two were dead. So it's not even like they were resisting entering the passcode. So what did you know? They were dead. So what did. What did they do? They went to Apple. Apple wouldn't cooperate. They got it eventually. So I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, you, you. Again, you can argue and not do it, and sit for contempt, or you know, get arrested just for that in general. Which is how it goes, and that's what what works. At issue is whether pressing a finger to unlock a phone and giving law enforcement access to all of its contents is a tantamanious. I said that didn't I? Uh, it's one of those things, like always. Oh, I read that too. How did I get? Oh, I scanned that. Oh, I read the whole thing. <laughs> I'm glad I'm paying attention to my own show. <laughs> am I listening to the same show? I hope I am. Uh, let's see here. Oh, you know what? Let's get into this again. We've we've been talking about <laughs> Andy Crush High Square. Uh, we've been talking about for weeks now. Uh, Russia pressing America's buttons. Playing a little bit of games with them, yeah, hey, that, that's that's what happens, right? In politi- uh, politics and in, in, in global democracy, is that what we'll call it, global democracy? <laughs> it was earlier today, Brooke. We now know, uh, according to two U.S. defense officials in the Baltic Sea, an Air Force reconnaissance plane was flying in international airspace, according to these officials. When an SU, a Russian SU-27, came up alongside and did this barrel roll maneuver. And of course, what that means is the plane came up alongside the American plane, inverted at high speed, 
and flew around and came back to the other side. This is a very high-speed, very dangerous maneuver, and it's estimated the Russians came within 100 feet of the U.S. aircraft. The U.S. is very opposed to these kinds of maneuvers. They are very dangerous, the U.S. says, and they can lead to absolute disaster in the skies. Uh, the question now, it's the second barrel roll this month, also a U.S. Navy warship, closely intercepted by Russian aircraft who flew with just in a few feet of the Navy deck. What is Moscow up to? And if U.S. officials tell me they are still uncertain whether these dangerous maneuvers are being ordered at the highest levels in Moscow or whether these are Russian pilots out there hot-dogging, taking tremendous risk. I wonder, and Outclass, you must have been in my head, my friend. Because you know, keep in mind, we have glorified uh, the, the, the American, the, the American uh, power. We are the strongest country. We will do. We are. We are the ones. We are, we are. You must listen to us. We are okay to do these things. And what did they do? What did they glorify in Top Gun? Outclass said, you know, the bird. Everybody loved the fact that that U.S. fighter that was intercepting a, a Russian plane that was kind of in areas that it shouldn't have been. And we uh, we chased him out by scaring him, by flipping him the bird, by flipping over him in a barrel roll. Now listen, we are in their region. I know, what uh, you don't want to hear it again. I just I find it funny that we continue to see this. What are they pushing? Are they trying to cause war? Who's doing it? Why, why are we making such a big deal of it? It happens all the time. Would we not do it if they were over here, if they were driving through our Gulf of Mexico? I know it's not our, really our Gulf of Mexico, but it's the same concept. I'm sure you're all going, yes, Sean, you said this two weeks ago, you said this three weeks ago, you said this last week. Yeah, 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 I know. But it's, it's, it's prep, prepping the American public To, to, to be angry at somebody. It's how we always build it up. And maybe ISIS is failing. Maybe this whole ISIS thing is not is not being bought by people anymore, at least not here in our country and in other countries, I would guess. Maybe that's part of the problem. Maybe that's why they're trying to build up the war with Russia. Because they're failing with the war of ISIS. Russia's going out there and killing ISIS, and, and we're trying to repopulate it. So maybe we have to actually go to war with Russia so they stop killing ISIS, so they can continue their little game with the ISIS. I don't know. That, that makes kind of sense, good sense, doesn't it? They want war. Look how close they put their country to our bases. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And that's that's the funny thing. I played that video, I think, last week. You know, the U.S. is here. The Baltic or the, I forget which, country, which, which waterway it was in, is here. Our battleship is here, or our destroyer, or whatever the hell it was, our blah, blah, blah is here. Maybe we should just try to stay in our own damn backyard. All right, guys, I'm going to take a quick break, deal with some things I got to deal with. I'll be back. It won't be long, I promise. I'll be back to you very shortly. You're listening to the first 52, RazRadioLive.com, Radio Free Blood, Radio Chaos. Hey, look at me. Hey, look at me. Stay with us. You're going to be all right. Look at me. 
Yes. Saras. Raz. The first 52. Saras. Raz. Live Tuesday nights. Saras. Raz. Something that you know Bubba's gonna like. Angry white guy radio. His point of view is different. It's the first 52. Angry white guy radio. I love the content. Hey, it's the first 52. Raz with you. The first part of the, like, Constitution. This is the best you got. Something that you know Bubba's gonna like. Angry white guy radio. Join me, Sean Raz, Tuesday nights, 6 to 8 p.m. RazRadioLive.com. RadioFreeBlood.com. Generals masquerade as your doctor Pills become bullets and they poison your water A pharmaceutical army built to slaughter Till men in masks come for your wife and your daughter Whoa, now what? Here they come for the guns And God and demons disguised as priests and nuns Time to run with no place to go Except Honduras with a man called Forto Jones Stolen bones invade the skies with robot drones Check the infrared radar for UFOs Silvery gold, behold the weather's controlled By genetically modified hybrid clones Built in bunkers with subjects under mind control Injected and observed in the combat zone Now come on It's the chemtrail skies, it's the government lies It's the poison in the water than the
Well, anybody interested to know? Uh, Trump is winning a landslide in Indiana. Aren't you excited? Trump 54, Cruz 35, Kasich 9. That's what they're reporting right now. Oh, we're going to be safe. Trump will be our next president. I am so excited. I'm, I'm really actually being a douchebag. I, I'm not really excited. I was trying to log into Fox News there during the break so I could uh, try to pull up try to pull up some of uh, what they're saying. With this, this heated election going on right now. Do you really believe it? Do you really believe it's anything real? I don't believe it's real. I think it's all a bunch of who lot. Who lot? I think I just made up my own word. Who lot? Who lot? Who lot? And yeah. Sorry, I was having a little fun there. We're gonna get into some cop blah, some cop bashing. How's that sound for y'all? We got to do a little bit of that. You know, we got about yeah twenty minutes left here, give or take. So why not do some cop bashing, right? I'm not going to talk about the election stuff. I was just kidding. Uh, I, I, I don't I don't buy any of this crap going on. I won't buy any of it. You guys do what you want to do. Vote if you feel it's going to help. Don't vote if you think it's even better. George Carlin said it's best. How can they blame you if you're not part of the screw-up? I don't want to be part of the screw-up. Do you want to be part of the screw-up? I don't want to be part of the screw-up. That's for sure. That much I know. I know what I don't want to be part of. I turn my. I don't know. I didn't turn my head. I must have turned my mic down. I sounded really low there for a minute. <laughs> what shall we? What shall we hit here? So Fox News projects projects Trump win wins Indiana primary with at least twenty point lead over Cruz. Democratic race too close to call. Uh, Drudge Report is showing Clinton at fifty point five percent and Sanders at forty nine point five percent. You know that Democratic is a socialist. Might win. <laughs> I love saying democratic socialist. It's just so funny. It's not even feasibly possible. All right, let's. Uh, the video is about two minutes and thirty-eight seconds. The beginning of it gives a good setup. Uh, then there's a little bit I'm gonna have to skip through. So just just bear with me, and then we'll get into the article. We'll see how this goes. Insurance. Well, let me get out of the car to look either, because my car's full of all my stuff from work. Well, he wants to be a jerk about it. I would call Amber to figure out where it's at, but I'm not letting this not record. Now, I'm going to pause it here. I want you to picture this individual. Clean-cut guy, short hair, tie, shirt, driving what looks like a pretty, I mean, you can't really tell the car. But it looks clean. He's a businessman or something, and, and he, he maybe works out of his car, so it's a little, you know, full of shit. I don't think he said. All right, let me skip. Hey, oh, oh. Tell you this now. Guy's a jerk. And, and what we're looking at here right now, what's going on right now? I'm gonna turn it down instead of fast forward. And what we're looking at right now is. He's kind of looking through his car. He can't find his insurance paperwork, I guess, is, is what the story says. Now, this is this actually happened in 2014. This is not something that just happened, but it, it's it's really coming to light now. As usual, it takes forever for some of these things to come to light. 
I'm not being racist or anything, but when it's a clean-cut white guy, right, here he comes. All right, here's the back. Roger citation for the uh, tail light, left tail light. Get that fixed. It's a waivable fee. Also, no proof of insurance. Well, sir, uh, I have a days to take care of it. I would like some information. I would like I'm not some, helping out with you, okay? I, I, like I am not Grand Lash PD. I am Eaton County, okay? That's fine. I would just like there some information. I'd like your, I would like your badge number, please. Okay. It's on the ticket. Take the ticket. Okay, I have a question for you, sir. I have a question, officer. Get out of here now. I'm going to arrest you right now. For what? That's it. Get the fuck out of the car. Whoa. All right. Now, all through that inter- in- interaction, he had a he grabbed a folder or file to write on, and and he isn't getting out of the vehicle. He hasn't done anything way uh, wrong, other than you know question the cop, right? So he starts walking away at this point in time. I'm backing it up a little bit. Start- right here, he starts. The- cop starts walking away right here. So he says, sir, I have a question. He says, that's it. You're going to jail. He walks up. He unlocks. The, he opens up the car door, grabs the guy's hand, grabs him by the head. And he's like, dude, what? I, I didn't do anything wrong. And everybody would say, oh, you just should uh, copulate and just just do what he says at this point in time. But but again, asking a question, asking a question of the officer that just wrote you a ticket. When you know you have the documentation you need, and so be it. He could have just went to court, brought the documentation, but then he would have had to pay a court fee. You know, that just doesn't go away. So here's the uh, here's the written part of it. So former Eaton County deputy deputy who resigned to avoid termination, now employed as law 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 Nawi County deputy. The following post uh, one. Eaton County Deputy Sheriff resigned. A member of the command staff received a written reprimand, and a 28-year-old Grand Ledger Ledge man is negotiating a settlement with the county after his video showed an abusive and inappropriate arrest during a June 2014 traffic stop. The video raises a series of questions about the deputy's improper actions, filing false information in a police report, failure to wear and use a body worn video camera in violation of a previous command order. Similar videos across the country have sparked outrage in the past years. It's important to note that the video that the deputy did not spend more one more minute on the road after the command staff became aware of the video, Eaton County Under Sheriff Cook uh, Jeff Cook said. The, the discredited traffic stop discredited traffic stop resulted in the arrest of Todd Michael Benazir for resisting and obstructing a police officer. But based on video he shot on his cell phone, the charges were dropped. Greg Brown, the deputy shown on the video, throwing open the driver's side door and aggressively trying to remove Brenazir from the car, resigned just weeks before he faced a final disciplinary hearing that would have likely resulted in his firing, Sheriff Tom Reich said. The incident happened on June 16, 2014 at about 2.24 p.m. According to an incident report filed by Brown and obtained by City Pulse through the Freedom of Information Act, Brown wrote that he had stopped Renzier's dark-colored Pontiac Sunfire because a taillight was out. Oh, imagine that. The horrible crime of not having a taillight. Brown alleged in his report Renzier was 
agitated and upset and requested why I stopped him. Brinzier produced his driver's license and registration, but was unable to locate his proof of insurance. Brown took the registrations and license and ran that ran the then 26-year-old through criminal database to make sure there was no outstanding warrants and standard procedure during a traffic stop. Okay. No worries. No bubbles, no troubles, right? He then wrote Brenzier tickets for the broken taillight and lack, lacking proof of insurance. While Brown was writing the tickets and running Brenzier through the state criminal database, Brenzier pulled out his cell phone, placed it on the steering wheel, and began recording himself in the and the driver's side window of his vehicle. City Pulse obtained the Brazier cell phone video through a, a FIO request as well. The entire traffic stop should have been re- recorded by Brown, but wasn't. He had been ordered to wear he had been ordered to wear the camera based on previous incidences. So this guy's a douchebag, was ordered to wear his body camera and didn't have it on. There was a concern about his treatment, verbal treatment of someone, so he was ordered to wear a body ca- body worn camera, part- particularly on traffic stops. Cook said the video shot by Brenzier contradicts much of what Brown filed in his report on the incident. Brown stated that he told Brenzier he had the right to ask the deputy questions, but I told him the vehicle is blocking, tra- blocking traffic and I need him to move the vehicle. See, cops are allowed to lie, though, right? It's okay for cops to lie. That's part of their job is lying, right? Brown wrote that he moved to the back of the vehicle because he did not feel safe with the driver screaming and yelling. Okay. If you watch the video, you'll see all the inconsistencies and lies. Renzier's cell phone video indicates that he was uh, uh, agitated but not screaming and yelling. It shows Brown delivering the ticket. Brenzier is asking questions of the deputy about the stop and asked for Brown's name and badge number. It's on the ticket, Brown said. Take the ticket, which we all heard. Brenzier took the ticket. The deputy turned away. I have a question for you, sir. Uh, Brenzier said to Brown turn, uh, as Brown turned and took a step away. Brenzier leaned out the window and said, I have a question for you, officer. Get out, get out the road or I'm going to arrest you right now, Brown replied as he came back to the driver window. Now, who caused him to be in the road? Who caused this whole situation? For what, Brinzier asked. That's it. Get the fuck out of the car, Brown said, opening the driver's side door and reaching into the vehicle and placing his hands on Brinzier. Get the fuck. Why are you touching me? I haven't done anything wrong, Brinzier said, as Brown grabbed Brinzier's wrist, then his head, and attempted to pull him out of the vehicle. Brenzier resisted, Brown paused, called for backup, then struggled with, with Brenzier some more. He then removed his taser, he ordered Brenzier from the vehicle, Brenzier complied, and was handcuffed. This is bad, 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 Sheriff Reich said of his own response to the video. And that's where we didn't get into the whole taser pulling thing, because it, it was more visual, it was really shitty video, and I didn't want to torture you guys with that. But that's not an acceptable action, that's not the way it goes down. You can't just arrest somebody because you have your video off and you're not expecting him to be recording video. I bet you he didn't even know he was recording video. That's why you should be recording police because you never know. This guy was could have been me. He, he clean cut, short hair, tie, button up, nice button up shirt, very polite. Said sir, officer. You know, isn't that what you're supposed to do? What you can't ask some questions. 
of the person that just took up your time to write you a ticket to enforce laws that are done nothing more than that, that are there for nothing more than generate revenue. Oh my God, my tail light was out. An F and warning at the or hey, your tail light's out. Make sure you get that taken care of. I mean, come on. And the and like I said, the insurance thing, eh. That sucks if you don't have your card on you. Fortunately, nowadays we have, you know, I know this was only two years ago, but apps are bigger now, and you can pull up your insurance through your, your cell phone. And, you know, if you have the app there, it'll take you 30 seconds, maybe less. So if you have insurance with an app, just have it on there so you don't have to deal with things like this. You never don't have your insurance card. But, again, you go to court, you bring proof that you had insurance at the time of the stop, and they usually hit you with a $25, $30 court cost. Now, you shouldn't have to pay that either. But, you know, what are you going to do? That's that's the system we've put in place, right? That's the system we've allowed to be there. So this douchebag is now, though, employed at another department, probably doing the same things, and eventually will kill or beat somebody and... And, you know, it'll be a, another cop hater screaming about this bad cop who didn't really do anything wrong. So he was forced into it, even though there's so much evidence showing that he's a douchebag and shouldn't be a cop. But we just continue to let these guys be cops. I like Erickson. Erickson Harrell. That's a good cop. Oh, that's I should play that. Yeah, I'm going to play. I got to find that real fast because we're almost to the end here. I think you guys should hear what Erickson had to say. Uh, it's on my Facebook or on my Twitter here. Guys, if you want to follow me, at Sean Raz on Twitter, Sean Raz Patello on Facebook. Uh, everything goes from my Twitter to my Facebook, from my Facebook to my Twitter. So pick one. You don't have to do them both. Uh, make sure you check our show. I'm, I'm looking for something, so I'm going to you know, fill with some some promotion here, okay, if you don't mind. Make sure you check out the show, the show schedule uh, on RazRadioLive.com. Jack will be, you know, Jack's back Thursdays. He'll be on well, Thursdays and Fridays. Uh, 4 o'clock Eastern to 6 Eastern, Radio Free Blood, forward slash, or uh, Mixler LR, forward slash Radio Free Blood. You'll find him there. Thursdays, I'll have the full show. Fridays, I've got a full boat, so I can't broadcast this show on Fridays. But I suggest you listen to it. And if you can't listen to it because, you know, you, you don't have that ability, we got got shows going on, that's why I can't. But I'm still looking here. Because you got to hear this, and I, I tweeted a lot today. I tweet a lot every day. You really should follow my Twitter. I share a lot of good stuff. All right, here we go. I tweeted to my buddy Shannon Burke there, the guy I do the show with every Tuesday, uh, twelve fifteen to one ish at lunchtime. ShannonBurkeShow dot com. You can check that out. I said, "So wet and will at the Shannon Burke interview a real clock, cop like Erickson Harrell, the penitent cop." Good day, ladies and gentlemen. The penitent cop here. I want to address the uphill battle I have with um, trying to wake up my colleagues from the inside. You know, I'm confronted with two types of personalities. The, uh, the, the veteran, or correction, the rookie, with five years on, maybe le- or less. This person's been indoctrinated with what he believes policeman is. You know, he's watched episode and episode of cops and other cop-like shows like that, showing that, you know, policing is, you know, you, you go out there and arrest, and you make a lot of arrests, and you write tickets, and you, because you're keeping this public safe, arresting people for victimless crimes, 
this is what they've been indoctrinated with by family members, by the television shows, in school. You should obey. You obey the law. Anyone that doesn't obey, you arrest. You know, you shoot. You tase them. Yada yada yada. So this is the rookie, and they're confronted with someone like myself that's telling them, hey, you know, we swore an oath to support and defend the Constitution. How come we're not abiding by that doctrine, that supreme law of the land? So they're conflicted with that, and I think it's much easier for them to go with what they've been taught over the years, what they've been indoctrinated with, because, you know, you can't go wrong. Nobody's going to punish you for doing, you know, uh, what you've been told, right? I mean, you're getting getting officer of the month or making a lot of arrests that's, that's got to be a good thing and then I'm telling you what you do, you've been doing it wrong so now you have the uh, the veteran he's been on five years or more maybe close to retirement uh, now and this person you know he's probably the most difficult because he's been doing this for many years he's been given accolades officer of the year maybe and officer of the month he wrote a lot of tickets or made a lot of arrests and, uh, he's done some, some good things a lot of pats on the back uh, and now he's confronted with someone like myself telling him hey you've probably been doing it wrong I'm no supervisor who am I I'm just a, another lowly beat officer so this person the, the veteran he, he's more likely just to tune me out you know he, he's just gonna you know continue to do what he's been doing over the last few years and uh, try to ride it out until he, he makes his retirement uh, so these are the two people I'm confronted with. Can you imagine my uh, my challenge? But I'm here. I'll do what I can until uh, I retire. And hopefully I just plant the seed until uh, someone else comes along or something else comes along and, and waters it. So then their knowledge will begin to grow as far as what I was talking about. Because a lot of times police officers, we, we fail to realize we're building our own prison building a prison that we have to live in, that our family and friends have to live in, and failure to understand this, the walls will just keep getting higher and higher until uh, we're completely encased in a prison state, police state 101. All right, ladies and gentlemen, war is not peace, freedom isn't slavery, and ignorance is not strength. Kennison Cop here, and I'm out. Now, keep in mind, this video was recorded in his patrol car. Yes, in his patrol car. That is a good cop there. We need more cops like him. Uh, and I, I, I've had him on before. We've had a great interview. I, I found a video. For those of you who haven't heard the, the interview with him, uh, yeah, the penitent cop, that's what he calls himself, Bad Slave. It's his little... Uh, uh, his little tagline and and i don't know if you ever saw which one was it indiana jones uh the holy grail one you know penitent means you kneel before god he's the penitent cop he, he he's he's a kneeling cop he, he's 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 showing his weakness he's showing his his care for us by kneeling makes sense i hope that 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 clears it up for you bad slave at least that's what I believe it means. Makes sense to me. That's where I get it from. That's what, that's what I read out of it. <clears throat> but that's that's more of the kind of cops we need to see.
more people that are going to stand up. And, and he's been a, a long – oh, so I had him on a while back. You go to RazRadioLive.com, go to the archives, uh, the first 52 tab up there. I believe that one I, – I got hacked last year, so I lost a whole year's worth of uploads. Uh, so if it's not there, you could probably go to TuneIn and find it on uh, – not TuneIn, I apologize uh, – to iTunes and find it there. A few years, it was probably about a year and a half, two years ago, maybe even more. We were still on Saturdays when I did that interview. <clears throat> Let's see here. Winding up to the last few minutes. Let's do one more cop story. How's that sound for you guys? <coughs> I apologize about that. I, I just got a, a major coughing <coughs> thing catching up on me there. I didn't mean to cough in your guys' ears. Penance for sins. Yeah, there you go. So he, he's. He, uh, I'm back to bad, bad slave and the penitent cop. It's his penance for sins. So uh, he is a he's he's admitting he's a he was a sinning cop maybe at one point in time. But I, I was I was trying to tell the story of he was on my show and I knew what he stood for. He was the the officer arrested in uh, North Miami Beach by his own fellow officers for refusing to remove his Guy Fox mask at a pro. You know, he was doing I, I forget what it was. There was a big protest going on a few years back. And he was by himself. He just decided to pull off on the side of the road. He had his upside-down American flag and his Guy Fox mask on and his off-duty concealed weapon. <laughs> we talked about that. And then towards the end of the interview, I found some videos he had made. And he was sitting at a, at a well-known traffic uh, stop sign that people run. And I, I played it for him because he was, like, waiting for somebody to run it. And he's like, yeah, you know, you got me on that one. But he's a good guy. I, I really appreciate what he he posts on Facebook and Twitter, uh, he's got a, a really good sense about him, and I, I hope he's impacting other other law enforcement officers in his region, in his in his area. Last one, and then I'm out of here. It's been a great show. I really appreciate you guys for listening tonight. Uh, I'm thinking this week on the Bubba Show, I've got another uh, review coming up. I've sent in a clip from my show. To, to let the god of radio give me an evaluation. It's just a joke. Uh, I, I just It gets me some promotion. Hundreds of thousands of people hear about my show, whether it's they make fun of me or not. I take it as good promotion. Uh, New Jersey cop brake checks driver almost causing collision, then claims man was driving too close. Now, I grew up in Jersey. If And I think this is pretty much every state, but I know this for a fact in Jersey because I, I was friends with cops when I was an EMT in Jersey. If, uh, if, if somebody's driving too close behind you and you slam on your brakes and you can't prove why you slammed on your brakes and there's nothing obvious, then you're at fault for causing that. You can be held accountable for that. Even if they were wrong for following you too close, you can still be held accountable for that. A New Jersey cop was captured on video slamming on his brakes and almost causing the car behind him to strike him from behind. I braked because I thought you were going to run into me. Clifton police officer Juan Valoz Valdez explained after stepping out of the car to confront the driver behind him. What he meant to say was that he braked in hopes the driver would run into him, which would allow him to kill him. Well, now that's, that's Penac's uh, statement. You know, we know, we get it. I don't think that's why he was hoping to do it. He was hoping to to to, to, to gain some some money for the county or the town. So let's not let's blow it out of proportion here, guys. You know I love you over there. So that's just how the how the mind of cops work. 
make any lame excuse of how blah, 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 blah. However, uh, Velvez probably did not anticipate the driver behind him to have a dash camera, which showed that he was more than one car length away. How close are you going to drive behind me? Uh, Velez asked as soon as stepping out. Velez ended up giving the driver, who goes by Omar B on YouTube, three tickets, one for tailgating, one for tinted windows, and one for not having a front license plate. In Jersey, you have to have a front license plate. Uh, the New Jersey tailgating law is described as follows. Tailgating. NJSA 39-40 or, or colon 4-89 is a violation when a driver follows another vehicle more closely than reasonably consider, considering reasonable considering the speed of the vehicle, the conditions of the roadway, and the amount of traffic on the road. Truck drivers commit this offense when they drive on a highway within 100 feet of another truck. Buzzy, stay away from 100 feet in Jersey. <laughs> Conviction to this offense carries a fine of up to $200, although the fine may be doubled in construction zones, safe corridors, or 65-mile-an-hour zones. The incident took place on March 19th, but Omar, Omar B. uploaded the video to YouTube on April 22nd, where it has 112,000 views at this time. Omar B. was not only driving more than a car length away, he was driving less than 30 miles an hour. The video has angered many viewers who have been expressing their sentiments on the Clifton Police Department's Facebook page. Belzer, this blows my mind. Belzer, who makes $119,558 a year as a cop. $119,558,000 a year. Now listen, I know there's underpaid cops. I don't I don't disagree with that at all. But you'd think our military should be paid more than our cops and $119,000 a year for a cop is way too much in my opinion, especially one that tries to get you to rear end them. While Valzir does not come across too smart in the video and even Omar B was questioning his education level, Val Valez's Facebook page that he appears to share with his wife, mentions one of them studied at Miami-Dade College. Omar B. has been attending hearings but rejecting plea deals because he wants all his citations dismissed. Now a trial date is scheduled for May 27. I play the video. It's like five and a half minutes long. So go ahead and take a peek at it. I'm sure you'll find it interesting. Well, you know, outclassed. I'm sure everybody's not done voting yet. I don't know what time they're polling. Oh, I guess meh, they probably close at 7. Uh, do you really think they have everything counted? He, he had put it in the chat room. Trump just won the Indiana Republican primary. Let's see here. i got to wrap it up here in a moment. Yeah, Drudge's uh, flash Trump wins Indiana in a landslide. That was up there earlier. Photos finished. Dems developing. Yeah, Clinton and Sanders are still pretty tight. Hey, you know what? I don't give a fuck about any of those retards. They ain't working on it for me. That's for damn sure. All right, guys. I appreciate you joining me tonight. I hope you enjoyed the show. This has been the first 52 on May 3rd. RazRadioLive.com, Radio Free Blood, and Radio Chaos. You guys be safe. Be human beings. Love somebody else. 
Let's investigate the consequence of a bittersweet loss of sense A weapon in a war against ourselves The setting sun is loading guns Don't be afraid of mistakes Emotions misplaced To love or to hate I don't know what to do We're all lost and confused Just trying to get through in this world Always trying to prove that we're worth what it takes But it takes a long time in the dirt to see grace When I'm trying to be real, they tend to be fake When I'm risking it all with no time to waste Fuck this bad race I'm leaving this place It's time to blast off Destination's face With the sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free, unguided through the beautiful, the silent with the light show from a passing UFO, lost in the glow of the unknown. Please don't go. And I. Home. But right from day one, I've been in this alone With odds stacked against, I've been drowning in stress They said, can you take more? I said, give me what's left An old man once told me, Allie, don't have a love back Keep your eyes on that prize and give them hell to your death This is a test, just a frequency check For intelligent life, now's time to connect it's an SOS, the death's been sent So now we just wait and hope for the best With the sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free, unguided through the beautiful The silent with the light show From a passing UFO saw a post here, and I wanted to tell you guys about it. I told you this was coming. The uh, Don't forget, 
tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central. It, it is the debut of Man vs. Woman, the dating game with lovely Amber Lestro oh, so and myself, Don Pontius. We will talk about modern-day dating over 30s, dating sites, and our misadventures as dating singles from both the men's and women's perspective. Radio Chaos and Radio, Raz Radio Live. Make sure you guys check it out. Peace.